0: Welcome to the. (laughs) No, 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 I can't do that. Let's try another one. Uh, How about this? (laughs) No, no, that won't work either. Let's try this. can get on board with that. Let's roll with it. Welcome to the Begin the Begin podcast. My name is Jeff Hillemeyer, and I'm on a mission to find out what makes people tick. Not just anyone, people who are making a profound impact on the world. I want to dig into their origin story and get to the root of why and how they do what they do. I hope you are as inspired coming out of these conversations as I am. Let's get into it. On this episode of the Spun Mafia series, I'm honored to get to help break the news about one of the SpunLogic partners' sale of their business, 44, to Bounteous. We talk about how he and his partners have built 44 over time, what it was like selling a business during a global pandemic, and why Atlanta continues to be a hotbed for marketing and advertising agency acquisitions. And hey, while I've got you, definitely consider hitting subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. I have a lot of great guests lined up that trust me, you won't want to miss. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, this is an exciting episode of Spun Mafia because we have a big announcement. Raghu has just sold yet another agency. So Raghu, first of all, congratulations.
1: Hey man, thank you. Um, You know, for an entrepreneur, the day you start something is like the happiest day of your life. Um, in fact, it's sometimes even more fun than like the day you might sell it just because like of all the possibilities ahead, but, but definitely the day you sell or go public, hopefully one day, uh, um, yeah. is, like about the next happiest day you could possibly have, um, as a business person or an entrepreneur. So, um, yeah, it's yeah, been well, a whirlwind this week. Um, I think about, about you now,
0: you and, uh, you and Raj now have sold three agencies in Atlanta, um, I think about uh, Silicon Valley. Did you watch Silicon Valley?
1: Yeah.
0: Joe, remember the trace Comas, <laughs> the three commas? You guys yep. are in the three agency sold category. I don't know who else is. I've only done the two. Um, so tell us about the deal. Tell us uh, what you guys did.
1: Yeah, um, actually for the last, um, you know, since 20, beginning of 2015, um, kicked off right away. I think maybe the last Fun Mafia episode talked about, um selling um engaged to publicis in 2013 and uh we had a non-compete that kicked in for one year from uh january 2014 to january 2015 um and really got going with a different kind of agency um that uh, was really exciting um and earlier this week we were able to announce um its sale and for 44 our big piece was um concentrating on you know platforms particularly e-commerce something that we never did before Mm -hmm. at engage i mean we had um what 45 million dollars a year in revenue and not a dime of it i think was on e-commerce um You know, and that just shows you how exciting the digital space is. I mean, there's all sorts of different ways you can do things. Um, Mm -hmm. An email agency, a general web agency, SEO, PPC. um, Some of those things are interesting to me. And for me, e-commerce ended up being the most interesting thing I could do. Um, Well,
0: I I remember when... You and I were leading the process to sell SpunLogic in uh, 2007 and then ultimately selling early 2008. And I remember how exhausting that was running a growing agency and going through the sale process. You just did it with those two things and during a global pandemic. (laughs) So are you a little bit tired?
1: Yeah, super tired. It's been a crazy year, but I mean, a particularly crazy last few months. Um, and uh, I think one thing that helped it fun is we had four partners. So you and I could team up on the roadshow and the sale and then due diligence and all of that. And we had um, Rod and Danny yep. to run the business, um, you know, for 44, there was three of us and it just wasn't logical split. So I handled, you know, the roadshow and, and the sale piece. And then, um, you know, um, you know, Thomas and Adam were able to you know, keep a lot of, you know, good things running um, and, and, and growing um, this year. But then on the e com side, somehow because of COVID, the sale pattern um, we were thinking would be this summer if we were going to go to market in uh, March and uh, slipped right into the busiest time of year for e-commerce. So my group is as busy as could be possible and had this going on. So kudos to my, um, to our directors, to our whole team, just for doing a great job through all of this.
0: And- yeah. And, and I remember, um, you know, you fought as hard as any of us, um, for, um, our team members that, that, um, we're going to obviously go forward with our two sales and, and making sure that they were taken care of and that the culture wouldn't change. Um, I assume that's, you know, sort of the case with this sale that you guys are, are gonna, um, remain uh, with your culture and your team um, and only build from there, yeah?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, and lessons learned along the way as, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think part of it was when we, when I had the roadshow and the different pieces with you know different potential people who were interested, I was able to stress the team, the team, the team um, at the beginning. So whenever anybody wanted to move forward, they already had the mindset is, wow, they have a great team. Mm -hmm. Now, they haven't met them yet. In fact, they maybe haven't met anybody other than my investment banker and me um, on like a Zoom call, which is all weird because these these things have always been in person. And it's very much a people business. But by talking about the team the whole way, they they bought into our team. And then when other discussions start happening about um, all the technical stuff about finance or synergies or all that other Excel stuff, um, the team is in the Excel. The idea of the team, the idea of you have something special about a team mm-hmm. and not just clients, revenue, EBITDA and all of that. So I think you, I was able to infuse it early and then also talk about how great the team was doing throughout the pandemic helping each other, transitioning, well, handling the ups and downs of this kind of crazy year. Um, they were part of the story from the beginning, and I think that really helped advocate for them, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes down to brass tax towards the end and yeah. retention agreements and things like that.
0: You know, I remember um, <clears throat> when we sold Spun to Engage, we were really um, a fan of the vision that Stan Rapp had put together for what the, you know, this next thing would be. Um, so can you talk a little bit about the, uh, the company you guys are joining and what what part of the vision of the, the, the go forward was exciting for you?
1: Yeah, um, you know, like you mentioned in the past, Stan was sort of this, you know, highly accomplished legend in the industry that wanted to have one more go at it at like age 80, which is mm-hmm. incredible. Um, Kind of reminds me of our upcoming president, (laughs) Um, you know, um, but um, the, um, for this one, I think we saw, I saw a contemporary Um, there's um, the um, Bounteous who's um, who we're joining is still run by a original founder. Who's an engineer from the Midwest from a big 10 school. Oh, wow. Um, The team up North, um, so to speak. And um, yeah, felt a good synergy from the beginning with Keith Schwartz, who's the CEO. Um, You know, similar background, similar ways of growing up, similar kind of mindset from a technical perspective, but also understanding that, you know, an agency game is about marketing and not just technology um, and all that it can do. So that was great. That felt like a good personal connection. That's how things start and especially over a zoom call, how do you make a personal connection? Yeah. How do you do this? It just was weird. And some, some calls over the summer for these roadshows were just like, explain to me line 12 on page four of your PowerPoint. And you're just like, guys, it's not about that. At this stage, it's gotta be about you know the people, what you wanna do, what you wanna accomplish, the goals you wanna have, why you're selling to accomplish certain goals. Mm-hmm. And for us, I think it was similar to Spun for 44 we accomplished a lot and we were working with some pretty big clients and kind of having a national maybe even international scope to what we do but we didn't have scale mm-hmm. so do we scale ourselves which is another 3 to 5 years to get to 100, 100 200 people or do we join with somebody and get some of that scale right away um, and then next thing you know you're pitching bigger clients you've maybe picked up a technology that you were never going to have yourself. Mm -hmm. And for us, we started getting into e-commerce and we very quickly gravitated towards using the Adobe Suite um, for commerce. And we got very good at it, at the commerce portion. And the rest of the Adobe Suite was sitting there and we said, well, little by little each year we can add a piece of that to us organically. Win a client, hire somebody, hire somebody else, maybe win another client. And each year you could chunk away at getting to know the full suite. But A, that's the long haul. And B, am I servicing my current clients the right way by organically learning it and adding those skills? Or can can we bring it all together? So very quickly we identified early on, it's like we want to find somebody who's a good cultural fit, a good size fit, Mm. and good leadership that had the, other pieces of stack and needed what we did and we needed what they had. And kind of a short list got put together relatively quickly after a bunch of meetings. And I think we made a great choice.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm really excited for you. Um, when you when you think about the process um, of doing all of that, so you had no in-person meetings, is that right?
1: Pretty much after it was down to a very, yeah. you know, late stage pre-LOI um you know asked because honestly it's personal preference do you want to travel sure you know during all of this and um you know Keith said look I haven't traveled since uh you know the whole lockdown thing started but you know I'll get on a plane I'll come down and I'll meet meet you guys in your office I, you know of course nobody was else in the office um it was a okay, three great. of us and, and, and Keith and we were able to spend a half day together and it was important because he realized that it was important to him and he got to see our office, he got yeah. to see the city and we're right on the Beltline. And a key part of it is Atlanta. Like it's been for you, Jeff, home. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it's my adopted home, but now for what? 20 plus years, which makes me a native, I think in Atlanta. Mm-hmm.
0: It does. It um, does.
1: You know, and the uh, the community down here just say, hey, walk around the Beltline, hear about the history of quote, unquote, the other side of the tracks and what's good or bad about you know our transformation, the questions we always ask ourselves in Atlanta about trying to be better. Mm-hmm. And um, later on, I was talking to the um, Leah, who's the head of people at uh, Bounteous. And she said, I've always wanted to have an Atlanta office because I always wanted to connect with you know the full scope of what America is and the talent and the diversity mm-hmm. of the people here. Um, and that's great. You know, that was also another winning move. You know, it's funny how one sentence here or there makes it that I like that person. They're thinking the same way. You know, yeah. I, think I could really work with them.
0: And, and, and we get, I'd like to end on that uh, kind of thought around Atlanta. Um, so as, as you think about um, Atlanta itself, um, you just, I, I know you love the city. What is it that makes Atlanta so, so special for at least the marketing and advertising industry?
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, Atlanta's the home of the independent agencies that start here and that the national agencies come to pick up key skills that they don't have themselves, mm-hmm. um, key clients that you know they can't win themselves. And honestly, the world looks to Atlanta for um, music, art, film, culture, um tv movies music basically every single element of advertising except for advertising agencies mm-hmm. uh, you know that we haven't had a homegrown one that's become huge yeah. in fact i think engage was about as big of a ad agency as we've had in time we've had um during the dot-com boom there was a you know um there was a couple of ones that really grew as well and I really think the Atlanta market could use a great big independent agency that has scale, but still has the independence to, you know, kind of not form into that shapeless thing that the holding companies do. And um, I think I see a little bit of the spirit of Engage coming back to Atlanta with Banias, um, but in a different way. You know, each thing is a little different. You, if you try to replicate it, you're trying to shoot for a point in time that might not exist anymore. You know, we had a special culture at Engage that I think even if you and I started a new firm, our new culture would be a little different because we're a little different. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's something good. It's something that, um, and I think Atlanta will help shape bounties. Yeah. Um, Because the, the talent here, whether it's people from Georgia Tech, Spellman, Morehouse, Um, the transplants that come from all over the country, the people who've grown up here their whole lives, something special about Atlanta. And I owe my success to it as a business owner. Um, I think you do too. Um, And it makes you love the city and makes you want to give back to it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, ultimately, I think all these people coming down and picking up Atlanta independent agencies, is just proof that we have something special here yeah. that they can't create on their own.
0: Yeah, well look, I'm super excited for you. It's, it's a major accomplishment. I know you've worked really hard since the, the moment you joined 44. Um, it's a great thing for the city. It's a great thing for our industry in Atlanta. Um, and I'm excited to see what you guys do over the next several years as you continue to grow. So,
1: Yeah, we've congrats. got great things ahead and um, everything's lined up for us to succeed. We just had to keep working hard caring about each other. And, you know, we didn't have a big mantra up on the wall or a big mission and vision statement, but I always said, it came down to two things, expertise and empathy. And if we showed both, we'd win more than we'd lose. Mm. People would understand where we were coming from and we would understand what they were going through and nothing's been more important this year as, um, than expertise and empathy. And, um, Hey, if we just concentrate on those two things moving forward, we'll do a great job. Awesome.
0: All right. We'll be rooting you on. Talk to you soon. See you. Wow. You made it to the end of the podcast. I didn't think people did that anymore. Well, since I still have you, I'd love for you to do two things. First, subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. That way, you'll be alerted as soon as I post my next one. And second, I'd love for you to subscribe to my email newsletter. I send out an email every week or two, and it's really where I share my more personal thoughts and ideas. Plus, I give stuff away sometimes. You can find the sign up at my blog, jeffhillemeyer.com, and I really do appreciate you listening.